Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. And we are the parents of four kids under the age of six. We know that parenting can be tough, but it's also the most important thing we have ever done. Each week, we'll share stories from our family and discuss what we're learning as we parent in real life. And hopefully, we can learn something from each other along the way. So join us once a week as we laugh about the highs and lows of parenting. Welcome to Parenting in Real Life. I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. So today we want to talk about playing with your kids. And before we start, I want to start with a funny story that just happened today. So I was at church today, and our son Nathan, who's two, he was sitting next to me, and he has a bag of Teddy Grahams, and he pulls out a Teddy Graham, and he has it between his fingers, and he shows me, he goes, hey mom, Teddy Bear, naked? <laughs> and then he starts chuckling. I thought it was hilarious, but I didn't want to, like, laugh, because... I didn't want him to say it really loud for the, all the congregation to hear. So um, I'm just like, yeah, Nathan, he, he is. And then he goes, so he turns to me again. He goes, Mom, teddy bear, naked. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of chuckled. I'm like, yep, yes, he is. And luckily, that was the last time he said it. But he thought it was funny, and actually it was pretty funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely in the obsessed with being naked stage right now. Uh, so He's always He's stripping down. very aware. Of nakedness right now. <laughs> but today, like I said, we want to talk about playing with your kids. And it all started after we both read this article. It's from a newspaper called The Desert News. And it's called, What If I Don't Like Playing With My Kids? So this article is about a mom who, um, she's a busy mom, like, you know, most of us are. She said she has to-do lists and cleaning and articles to write and stuff. Like, she might be a freelance writer or something. And she said that she was with some other women and she was, she admitted that she doesn't like to play with her kids and wanted to get their advice on that. And so she said the women ranged from having newborns to teenagers. She felt like this was a good group of women to confide in. And then she uh, gave us some tips of some of the things that the women, women said. So I am very much like this mom. I don't really enjoy playing with my kids. I didn't really enjoy playing when I was a kid. I didn't pretend play very well. I didn't do it very often. And so now as an adult, as a mom, I still don't like it. And so I really like this article because she has some great ideas of what you can do if you don't like it. One of the things that I like, she said, is to find play that both you and your kids enjoy. And so I was kind of brainstorming and some of the things that I personally enjoy um, I like taking my kids on errands and I think that's kind of weird for some people. I think people hate going to the store with their kids, but I actually kind of like it because it gives them something to do and we're doing it together. And there are a few stores that I will take all four of my kids to. And that's, those two stores are Costco and Target. Those are my, <laughs> those are my favorites. They have big carts. Costco has samples and Target has the dollar store or the dollar section. So that's, those are motivators for me. Um, I also like, I love reading, so I like to read to my kids. I, I love playing games, so I like playing, like the kids have a few little games and I enjoy doing that with them. Um, I also like doing crafts and, um, and my kids love art. They love, uh, painting and coloring and stuff. And so, 
um, that's something that I do with them. And I also really enjoy cooking. And so whenever I'm in the kitchen, um, usually somebody comes over and asks me what I'm doing and wants to help measure and pour things. And, and I let them because I find that that's a good time for us to, to bond because we're doing something that I enjoy and they're enjoying it too. Yeah. I think in general, my experience is that kids always want to do adult things. Mm -hmm. So as much as you can bring them into doing adult things, for our kids, that really works. Yeah. So for me, when I read this article, I relate in some ways to her, but in other ways I don't. I loved playing, and I remember me and my friends, until we were like 10 or 11, would play imaginary games. But now, I, I've i lost the gift. Like, that doesn't have any appeal to me now. Mm-hmm. And so, like, sitting down with my two girls that are four and five and doing, like, a tea party, like, I'll show up, but I'm not going to, like, drive this imaginary thing. And so this article was really helpful for me because it was like, it, you know, it's okay. It's okay if that's not your thing. I felt like, you know, there are there are things that I like to do and they like to do. I've always said that I really enjoy my kids when they're doing kid things and in kid places. For example, I do not really love having kids in church or, (laughs) you know, at adult parties or things like that, because then I just feel stressed about like getting my kids to behave the whole time. Mm -hmm. But I really do like, like, I love going to the park with my kids. I love going on walks with the kids where I can just let them go crazy and let themselves be kids. I really enjoy those things. And those are all things that they like too. So for me, those are the things that really resonate with me. Like, Get outside, get in places where you can just go crazy and be a kid. And that's where I really have fun with kids. Mm-hmm. Definitely. One of the other things that she said that I liked are uh, be playful in your day-to-day interactions. Like she talked about how one of the moms is laundry folding parties and stuff. And, and that's actually something that I have done with uh, our daughter, Chloe. She likes to help me fold laundry. And so I've taught her how to fold the towels and I tell her, okay, find all the socks and I'll have a big pile of laundry and she'll look through it and I found a sock mom I found a sock and make a pile for me and then we match them and stuff it's a it's a chore it's a task that I'm doing and I have to do every week but it's something that it's still a bonding moment for us because we're doing it together and I, I don't think it necessarily has to be play time but just interacting and doing things and talking you know yeah again I think it comes back to the point that like kids love to pretend like they're adults mm-hmm. you know when I was outside I was helping my daughter uh, learn to ride the bicycle without training wheels this weekend and part of that is taking apart the bike and putting it back together having my daughter help with that like that just she goes crazy for that because they just think they're gonna watch and so when I actually say like hey can you hold this or can you twist this like any little thing just is amazing for them. So I think it's pretty easy to involve them mm-hmm. in the things you're doing, and that's that's actually really fun for them. Yeah. Another thing that she said was scheduling play. I think this is a huge one for me because I am a very much to-do list person, and I have a big, long to-do list every day, and I don't have enough time to do it all, and so I just think I don't have time to play with my kids or time to be spending, you know, doing those little things. She said one of her friends schedules like 15 minutes a day. Like if you know at this time that this is our 15 minutes of time to do whatever play your kid wants, I think you're more likely to do it, you know? And she gives an example of when her youngest goes to bed, naps, then that's when she plays with her four-year-old for 
you know, 15 minutes. And that's definitely something that I could do. You know, I still have kids that nap. And so when they nap, then we can do, then I can do stuff with the older girls. And I like to use that time where I, where the younger boys, I don't really want them to be involved in, like doing, um, painting our nails. You know, that's something I just want to do with the older girls because otherwise I'll end up having to paint my two-year-old boy's nails because he'll get upset if I don't. And so that would be something I could do with the girls. We save that time for nap time. So her next point, she talks about shaping your play to teach life lessons. I kind of hate that point. (laughs) I just feel like really like we're playing with dolls. We don't need to make this like a discussion about race or something, you know, like let kids be kids. I'm a big believer in the studies that show that like just playing outside is one of the best things kids can do Mm -hmm. to develop their brain and socially and all of those things. Like just let them get out and, and be kids. I think I think you should take opportunities to teach those lessons when they come up, but really, like, making your playtime about that, I think that's silly. <laughs> I just, I don't think I'd be very good at that. I'm not good at, like, bringing together those life lessons. It's more of, like, an in-the-moment type thing for me. Yeah. yeah. Which is still good, too. I like her, she says, remember, it's just a stage of life. And I think there's two ways you can kind of like that. Yes, this is a stage where it's good to to say yes to playing with them because it is going to be a short period. And so make that time to play with your kids. And also it's kind of like, oh, this is a stage of life. I think this is probably going to be the hardest stage of life for me. Personally, I do better with older kids. I feel like I can interact with them better. You know, I got my degree in elementary education. I enjoy the little bit older elementary kids and I love hanging out with teenagers and stuff like, and, and, and talking with them. So, and I, you know, I didn't love babysitting as a kid. I'm not really a toddler type person. And so I think this is just, it's a stage. It's difficult. I think it's going to get better as time goes on. So, you know, I, I, mean, I don't know. I think there's two ways to look at that. Yeah, I agree. Her last point, I, I like this one. She talks about making sure that your kids know that you enjoy them. And I think as, I work full-time outside the home, and so it's pretty regular. I come home, we've got four kids, five and under, and so I come home, and the house is crazy, not because (laughs) something's going wrong, but just because that's how your house is when you have five kids, and it's afternoon, and everybody's tired and hungry. We have four kids. Oh, we have four, but one of them's five. (laughs) Um, So, anyway, so when I come home, I often feel like, you know, we do dinner, and there's often yelling involved with that, and then it's... Straight up to the bath, and there's often yelling involved with that. And then it's to bed, and then it's, you know, keeping them in their room and actually falling asleep, and there's often yelling involved with that. So it's just sometimes this kind of made me gut check and say, like, do my kids think I enjoy them? Because that's their interaction with me five days a week. And so I I think that was just a good reminder that the little moments in between, you know, when we are playing in the tub or you know, reading books before they go to bed and doing that whole nighttime routine, I can make sure that that those moments are enjoyable, even if there's, you know, chaos along the way. Um, so that, that for me was a point where I was like, yeah, I, I need to do better at that. I think it's hard for dads anyway, because you come home at the hardest part of the day. Or working moms. Or working moms. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the evening's the hardest because, you know, you got to get dinner and you got to get ready for bed and everyone's grumpy and tired and usually the kids start crying, and, you know, and stuff. And, and that's difficult to make it 
enjoyable, you know? But like you said, like if you do find those little moments, and I think that you're great too about things on the weekends. Um, Alan's really good at taking the kids places on the weekends. And sometimes I go too, and sometimes I don't because sometimes it's just a break for me. Something else that she said at the end was there was a woman there who had uh, 28 grandchildren at the time. And she said, um, I didn't have time to play very often and I never thought a thing about it. And I love that because this is, this is a new, a new problem for our generation. The generation before us, they didn't, or in two generations before us, they didn't really play with their kids and they didn't think about it like that. You know, you send your kids outside and they go play in the neighborhood and they run around, you know, and until nighttime or dinner time and they come home. Mm. Um, I think there's kind of two things with that. One, it's harder to just let your kids go out and play because it's not quite as safe anymore like it used to be. And two, with social media, it's, you're always seeing, you always have the few friends that are doing all these extracurricular activities with their kids. And I think there's some, there's some pressure to that, that you are supposed to be the mom who's making sure that your kid's um, childhood is magical. There's been a lot of articles on that about some moms think that their child, kids' childhood should be magical and other moms don't, you know. Yeah, this is a new thing for us is how do we want to, how involved do we want to be in our kids' childhood? Yeah. Yeah. Common theme on parenting in real life that you're going to get is just <laughs> that we don't take parenting too seriously. Not to say that we don't think a lot about it and it occupies all of our time and, and we try and be good parents, but we just think, I, I, I think that the trend right now is to be so overwhelming in your parenting. I don't think that's good for parents. I don't think that's good for kids. That I think it, you know, we, we just beat ourselves up. It, it reminds me, I knew um, somebody that lived in China um, probably 15 years ago now. And when they were there, China still had the one child policy. And they had a phrase for it. They called it the little emperors. And because these people, only had one child, they they would just coddle these kids. And in fact, they would like sometimes not even set them down long enough that they would learn to crawl and walk because they just wanted to keep these kids so safe. And I think as the birth rate is going down, people are having less and less kids. So this lady in, in the article, she had eight kids. And so with eight kids, you don't have time to, you know, sit down and do tea parties every day. Like you're just trying to do the laundry, you know? But now that we have smaller families, I think that puts pressure on that child. You know, now you don't have eight chances to get it right, which <laughs> isn't how anybody ever viewed it. But but there is this this perception that, like, you have two kids. Like, you you should have time to do all these great things. And, and you know, you, you should make these kids' lives magical. And I don't, I don't think that's healthy for anybody. Yeah. We are definitely more on the laid-back type of parenting where... We don't get super involved. I mean, I at least I hope not overly involved. Yeah, that is kind of a, a theme for our parenting style. We're not free-range parents, but we're definitely not helicopter parents. No. <laughs> Hopefully like a happy medium, you know, in between. That's it for today. If you have any questions, you can email us at parentinginreallifepodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear your questions. If you'd like to uh, request a topic or an article that you want us to talk about, we'd be happy to, to answer that. And we'll certainly email you back, but we might use it on the podcast. You can comment on this podcast will be also on my blog, which is learnasweGo.org. 
uh, and I have an Instagram account that I'm going to be uh, posting our podcast on there as well, just like a picture if you want to make comments on there, so you can follow me at uh, Learn As We Go. Our theme music is by Dave Depper, and don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, thanks to our content creators, our four kids, Cammie, Chloe, Nathan, and Jack. Yeah. Have a good one. Bye.